intersection of ideas and action. This is Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insight from around the world to you. This is Jaina and Molly, and thanks for tuning in to the very first Longitude Soundbites Extra, where we'll be sharing our observations and highlights of the seventh series of the Longitude Soundbites podcast, covering pressure with you. Molly, I can't believe this episode marks Longitude's 60th episode. It's pretty crazy because one year ago, uh, kind of my like coronaversary, like March 15th, EPAC <laughs> was wondering if I would just write a couple of tunes for this podcast idea. And I'd already worked with her interviewing some professionals and kind of got the gist of what she was looking for. Mm-hmm. And throughout this entire time, I've been able to um, present uh, some really interesting guests and even interview an Olympic coach. And even you were on the podcast just a few weeks ago. Yeah. So EPEC also reached out. Um, I had actually just joined the LinkedIn game, which I highly (laughs) recommend uh, for those considering it, especially um, people with musical backgrounds, because uh, I studied classical flute performance in university uh, with a side of music entrepreneurship. And now I'll be starting law school in the fall. Um, And I know, Molly, you also come from a music background. Yes, um, I studied music composition uh, in Houston at Rice University, and now I'm learning professional stick waving, also known as orchestral conducting at Juilliard, and so we have this music background, and we've been connected through Longitude, so this has all been a really great thing. Yeah, and I think something that both of us have experienced quite frequently in our lives coming from a performance background is pressure. Oh, totally. Yes. Classical music is a big pressure cooker. It uh, is as much as I love it. It can definitely be coming from all four walls and more. Also, Molly is joking around about waving a stick and making it sound kind of easy, but conducting is really not. And uh, we should give a quick shout out to Molly for pursuing conducting because we need more women conductors out on the podium um, and better women representation um, at the forefront of classical music. So I am so grateful and happy for Longitude to have brought us together and to present the first ever Longitude Soundbites Extra. Listening to our guests and Longitude Fellows' thoughts on pressure, I observe that no one's exempt from feeling pressure, both negatively and positively, but also that no one's exempt from learning great takeaways dealing with pressure as well. Yeah, you make a great point. No matter what career or thing or passion that you pursue, you're going to be feeling pressure. And that actually reminds me a lot of episode 51 with Ed Knowles and Rachel Carlton. Now is more than ever there are pressures on young people, be it money and financial things and just comparing yourself online so I think one of the things that is the most important thing is to just enjoy it kind of embrace the pressure as Ed and Rachel both felt when meeting great people such as the president of the International Olympic Committee although I don't know how he doesn't feel pressure hosting and producing each Olympic Channel podcast episode and former Vice President Al Gore in the case of Rachel um, though she did sprain her ankle Both of them embraced (laughs) pressure and tried to recall their hard work and preparation that brought them to these amazing opportunities. Yeah, preparation seems like another common theme when hearing success and pressure in the same sentence. Yeah, I mean, we're always going to face pressure, so we might as well start finding ways to prepare and recreate those situations. And on episode 53, we have an Olympic athlete speak to us about putting ourselves in these situations over and over so we, we have a feeling of what it's like. Ogona says, game-like situations, test-like situations are invaluable experiences 
And those help you to learn, to retain the information, putting yourself in those very similar high pressure situations are actually very important. This really resonates with me, Molly, because I mentioned in my own episode with Quint, episode 54, that I was told by the former principal flautist of the New York Philharmonic to seek out people who were quote unquote better than you and then go ask to collaborate with them. I mean, what better way to put yourself in a high pressure situation than to engage directly, right? Um, I think you bring up a super valid point. I uh, am still continuing my musical development and will for my entire life, but um, I've been told a very similar thing, and that's to watch really high-quality music making, of course, and, and to talk about their kind of process. But I've even been told to just watch excellent performance. If that's someone like running the 100 meters, you know, from hours and hours of uh, practice behind them, or even a, even a politician delivering a speech beautifully or something, just people at the top of their game, and, and we can really learn from that. And that's what I love about longitude is because it, it really draws these connections between high performance in different careers and industries. Absolutely. And um, IBM president Jim Whitehurst also talks about this kind of secret formula for creating effective teams and exemplifying great leadership uh, in his episode with Grayson. And it's really okay not being the smartest person in the room, which, um, which we're really talking about in this case. Your job is to kind of orchestrate a group of extraordinary people who together can do things, you know, that you can't do. That's a fantastic point he brought up there, Molly, because not only do I and me admire that we share a similar perspective on acknowledging that every person has their greatest strengths that might differ from a strength of our own, but really utilizing each strength to build the most effective team. Like, what fantastic memories you've built with those teammates. And you also shared that the more good memories you associate with what you do, the more likely it'll engage you and motivate you to do it. What I've learned is there are many ways to go about a career, and many folks reskill, retool, pivot, and take on new and exciting opportunities in later stages of a career, and all throughout. Finding things that you like, that fit your style, and align with your goals. Seems like not only Justin, Debbie, and I are the sole people that want to like the things that may pressure us, but... That is so much easier said than done, Molly. Like, I think we can both relate. Um, you know, even if you don't end up with the thing that you first set out to do. So for, in my case, I, I studied music my entire life. And now I'm starting law school in the fall. And even for you, um, you studied composition. And now uh, now you're we're on the path to becoming a great woman conductor. Um, I think we can both relate to... Um, finding that distinction between where to draw the line when you're when you're an artist and you're you're working professionally and when when you need to step away and take time off and take care of yourself and focus on your own life yeah i totally agree um i i was actually pre-med my freshman year as well which was a crazy thing and then i was learning how to write music and then um i was realizing uh music composition might not pay the bills um, and, uh, my, my sophomore year was kind of a pivotal year and I actually spent a lot of time on the Frisbee team, which was kind of that like time away from like work, because like you mentioned, being an artist, you step out of the practice room or you're done, you know, you know, intensely listening to a piece and it kind of sticks with you. And so, Absolutely. um, it's, it's kind of hard just like in any uh, career to, to draw that like work-life balance. Um, and actually, uh, Daniel uh, and Sarah's episode really speaks to this. So I do see a pressure there of too much focus on remote work, and that puts a lot of stress on people's time because it's much harder to unplug. And I think it looks 
a lot of dependency on technology. But thankfully, Daniel seems to have shared a way out by unplugging. What do you think about that, Jaina? I completely agree with you and Daniel there, Molly. I think oftentimes we forget to take care of ourselves when times are extremely busy and we try to fine tune that work-life balance. But I actually once had a great manager remind me that I was saying that wrong. She said, Jaina, it's not work-life balance, it's life-work balance. Oh my gosh, I love that. And what a coincidence that in episode 57 with Dr. Jeff Frey and Jesse, he teaches us the importance of emotional intelligence. If you, as a leader in your home, school, group, or business, feel that you don't trust yourself in certain situations to make a call that will benefit both your followers and yourself, try boosting your emotional intelligence. I personally think it has become, in recent months, the biggest factor differentiating leader success or failure in these ever-changing times. This takes us to the conclusion of the first Longitude Soundbites Extra. We hope through these short highlights, we've not only displayed that pressure doesn't discriminate, nor is any human immune to feeling pressure, but you can actually use pressure to fuel goals and careers as exemplified by both our guest speakers and Longitude Fellows. Dr. Jeff has also shared with us that for those of us who aren't as great as dealing with pressure, have hope by boosting our emotional intelligence. Thank you for joining us today, and we can't wait for you to tune into the next series of the Longitude Sound Bites presents.